Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now we've been talking about loving others during this season of Lent. And we've learned that whether love is honoring marriage and parents, or whether it's helping and supporting the needs of the other's body, love always starts with God. And when we look inside of ourselves, we see nothing but sin. We do not and cannot love on our own accord. And our first scripture today reminds us that in this is love, not that we've loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. We tend to think that love starts with us, but it doesn't. It starts with God sending Jesus to us. And when we receive this love of Jesus as it's given to us in the word and the sacraments, we are changed into people that love others. As St. John writes, Beloved, if God so loves us, we also ought to love one another. Today, we're going to continue our journey to love others as ourselves through the study of the seventh commandment. And we will see Jesus work in the life of a wee little man named Zacchaeus, as well as in our own lives. Now, the seventh commandment, it simply tells us, you shall not steal. And in the small catechism, we confess that this means that we should fear and love God so that we do not take our neighbor's money or possessions or get them in any dishonest way. But rather, we should help him to improve his possessions and income. Now, before meeting Zacchaeus, before meeting Jesus, Zacchaeus did not obey the seventh commandment in the slightest. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He, like other tax collectors of the time, collected extra money from the taxpayers in order to pad his own bank account. Rome would require this much tax. Zacchaeus would take and require this much tax. And through Zacchaeus' practices, he became rich, and the people became poor. They were not happy with his success. Have you ever taken from someone in order to make things better for yourself? Now, it may not be an actual thing from a store, or an actual thing from a a roommate's room, but it might be something else. The practice is this. First, we break the ninth and 10th commandment by coveting our neighbor's things, what other people have. Then we break the seventh commandment when we take it. Even, Even when we take it in a way that appears right to the rest of the world. Zacchaeus' sin, as sin always does, 
it led him to a lonely place. He used the system. Every, I mean, it appeared right. Nobody could charge him with anything. He used the system to get other people's things. But his tactics caused other people to despise him. They didn't even want to look at the man. What good is having things if when you have them, you have no one to share them with? Zacchaeus had things, but he did not know love. He didn't know love from God or other people. St. John writes, anyone who does not know God, does not love, does not know God, because God is love. Zacchaeus never felt love, that love that can change a person. He didn't know it. And because he did not know love, he didn't love other people. He saw life as a game where he had to look out for number one because nobody else would. And a lot of times I think that's the way that we look at life. I have to survive first and then maybe I can help somebody else out. But we think, when we look at the passage, we think maybe Zacchaeus wanted to love. Maybe he wanted to do the right thing. He definitely knew that he was doing wrong. He knew he was breaking God's law. He wanted to stop stealing and start giving. But he didn't know how. He needed love before he could give. Do you ever take instead of give? Now again, I'm not thinking about a pack of bubble gum from the convenience store. I'm thinking about all the ways that we take in this life. Maybe we use other people to get ahead. And have you ever felt unloved and therefore unable to give? I think that's the way that we approach relationships a lot of times. We're not willing to give of ourselves because we're afraid. If I give and they reject me, what am I going to do? Well, one day, Zacchaeus heard that love was coming to town. Zacchaeus heard that Jesus had entered Jericho and was about to pass through. And Zacchaeus knew what the people were saying about this man, how he might be the Messiah, God's only son, clothed in our flesh to make us children of God. And because of that, what people were saying, he was seeking to see who Jesus was for himself. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was of small stature. So he decided to run on ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see Jesus as he passed by. I can just see this short little man climbing up into a tree. He was all caught up in the moment beside himself. And he was wondering to himself, is this really happening? 
wondering if Jesus really could be God in the flesh. Imagine the thought. And when Jesus came to the place where Zacchaeus was, Zacchaeus probably never thought that Jesus would look up and make eye contact with him, but he did. And he looked right in the eyes and he said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. What? Zacchaeus must have been shocked. This was more than he could ever have hoped for. He was hoping to get a glimpse of Jesus, maybe from a distance, a glimpse of God's love. Remember, the rumor had been spreading around that God so loved the world that he sent this man. Zacchaeus could have never expected this. So he hurried down from that tree and he received Jesus joyfully. Jesus was acknowledging and giving himself to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus couldn't be happier. For in Jesus, God's love was coming to him. In Jesus, God also acknowledges and loves you. Jesus washes you with water and the word. You, on the day that you were baptized, you personally heard the words, I baptized and then put your name, I baptize you into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he says to you personally, take, eat, drink. I give myself, my love to you. And we receive him joyfully, just as Zacchaeus did. Well, the town, they could not believe this spectacle. When the town saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. They knew that this man was a thief. He stole from them personally. Zacchaeus fed off the people, and they resented him for it. Are there any people that you have done harm to or taken advantage of? Do you know of anybody in your life who, when they think of your name, they find it hard to forgive you? Or are there any people that have taken advantage of you. When you think of them, you think, that person has hurt me by what he has taken from me. You can see both sides of the story. You know what it's like to feel guilty for your sin and want forgiveness, just like Zacchaeus did. And you know what it's like to be taken advantage of and to desire justice like the people did. And in Jesus, the person of Jesus, 
we see both forgiveness and justice. Sin must be punished in order for justice to occur, and sin was punished with Jesus' death on the cross. But this death, it also gave something. It gave us forgiveness and new life. Jesus is the cure for those who have stolen and want forgiveness. He is also the cure for those who have been stolen from and desire justice. That's how we can forgive. We look at that hurt that that person has caused us and we know it desires punishment. And we look at the cross of Jesus and we see the punishment that that person deserves placed upon him. With Jesus in his house, Zacchaeus knew God's forgiveness, totally undeserved. And he saw, the, he saw God the Father reaching out to him through the hands of Jesus. And this inspired Zacchaeus. It changed him. And with great joy, he stood up and he said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. I'm a changed man. And if I defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Not to earn God's love, but because he had received God's love. He's, the Lord is now his shepherd. He shall not want anymore. He made this statement out of thanksgiving and praise for what God had done for him in providing him his son. And St. Paul writes, he writes this to the people in, in uh, I forget, <laughs> but he writes this uh, to the Philippians. He says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy it means if I have gained anything by God's love for me in joy, in Jesus. Paul writes, complete my joy, being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Before Christ, we think, if I don't look out for me, who is going to? But when we receive Jesus, we see, if he is for me, who can be against me? God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, is on my side. The cross proves it. Zacchaeus found encouragement, comfort, 
joy, and love in Jesus. And this love made it so that he no longer had to care for his own interests. He started looking out for the interests of others, those he had taken from. This is why he was able to give to the poor and to restore fourfold anyone that he had wronged. What he needed was not in the money that he had hoarded and stole or in all of the possessions that he had acquired. Those things, they left him cold and lonely. What he needed was found in Christ. Encouragement, comfort, love, affection, sympathy. Jesus was pleased with Zacchaeus, and he made this comment, which really explains everything that just took place. Jesus said, Today salvation has come to this house, and it came when Jesus walked through the door. And he says, since he also is a son of Abraham, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus sought him out and he called to him. And Jesus has sought you out as well. And he calls to you through his word. His love, it comes to your house as you ponder the sermons that you have heard and his word that you read. It comes to you in the breaking of the bread at this altar. It comes to you in the words, I forgive you all of your sins. God's love for you has reached right to the worst parts of your life. He has restored your soul. And he makes it possible for you to give because he gives you the love that you need. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love, it is perfected in us. And by this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. We abide in God through receiving and trusting in Jesus who comes to us in his word. And when we receive Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are made into people who love one another. In Christ, we live like the new Zacchaeus instead of that old, hoarding, greedy Zacchaeus. In Christ, we stop taking. We start giving. If you would bow your heads and pray with me. Heavenly Father, Help us here at University Lutheran to have this mind among us, which is ours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of you, did not count equality with you as a thing to be grasped, 
But Jesus, he made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in our likeness, and being found in our human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And therefore, Heavenly Father, you have highly exalted him And you have bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to your glory. Help us to remember the mind that is ours in Christ so that we would humble ourselves with Christ our head for your glory. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.